world. Welcome to How'd You Get Into That? I am Lizzie Sleishman, and today we are graced with the presence of a Miss Stephanie Escoto. Hello. Hello, world. Hello, world. So to give you guys some reference, Stephanie currently um, house manages the music venue in the mission called The Chapel. The Chapel. We both work there. I'm box office manager, and she, you know, runs the show. She's mm-hmm. my boss. I love it. Um, so Stephanie does that, um, but we have a long running history of jobs that we've worked t- together. Yeah, we've been, we're, we're work friends for life. We're work friends for life. We have a very similar disposition, I think, on work, and that's probably why we, you know, gravitate towards each other's jobs all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Stephanie has had a long, um, I don't know, like lifespan, I guess, within like the music scene, especially here in San Francisco. Yeah, I've been doing it for like i've been in it for like six years now? yeah wow. um Ugh. we yeah. met at the depot yes which the is depot. sf state's music venue mm-hmm. um and yeah like we're gonna we're just gonna get into this so yeah. stephanie what those first two songs um were by the shins and tegan and sarah and yeah. stephanie has curated this playlist can you give us a little bit of insight as to why you picked those two particular to songs open up. um <laughs> so you kind of told me to bring songs that kind of uh put into play to what's gotten me here mm-hmm. so those two are kind of high school songs for me like in high school that, that was the kind of music i listened to it was like in that little indie you yeah know, rock music <laughs> um in high school i used to do like uh, a lot of event planning too like mm-hmm. i was in a bunch of clubs and I, I was super into music. I would go to shows all the time. And Tegan and Sarah was actually the first show I've ever went to go see at Amoeba in L.A. <laughs> so that just kind of brings me back. And um, the Shins, I've, I just love them so much in yeah. high school. So it was kind of like just like kind of the start of my like thinking about music. I never really thought about it more um, until I was in, uh, I think my senior year, I went to this event um in a parking lot in Long Beach mm-hmm. and basically these people curated this show in like this abandoned parking lot they put like a trailer and they put like art in there and they had bands and I just I kind of really liked the community mm-hmm. and I think at that moment it struck to me that I wanted to be part of that community and because I was already doing event planning but music mm-hmm. since I like going to shows so much I wanted to gravitate towards doing something like that yeah um but I didn't think much about it I just like oh that's cool yeah and, um, for sure and then I came to college SF State what's up <laughs> And <laughs> the Gators. And uh, <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, I had a hard time moving up here. Mm-hmm. I was like a freshman I had just been broken up with. I was like, you know, just like I'm not I'm kind of a more I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I like I'm like kind of to myself. I don't really like people think I'm very social. And it's yeah. like the weirdest thing. People are like, you're so social. I'm like, I am. But I'm like, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like social because my jobs made me social. But mm-hmm. like before I was just kind of like I like to hang out by myself and do stuff. And um. The Depot kind of came into play. Like, yeah. um, I remember seeing a show uh, in the quad. It's mm-hmm. like uh, the Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a fellow co-worker of ours, Gio, was there wrapping some cables. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of went up to him and was like, hey, like, can I intern? Like, I love <laughs> interning. Let me work for free. What's <laughs> up? I have nothing Interns else to unite. do. Um, so... Yeah, and that's kind of how I started. I just mm-hmm. kind of it just kind of happened. I just kind of reached out because I was, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And yeah, it just seemed like something to take up my time. Cool. And then so so that's when you got introduced to the depot. And then you know what was the hardest part about kind of getting into that type of work? Like the like what was the biggest um, I don't know challenge that you faced when you first started doing that at the depot? Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it kind of like a slow start? It was kind a of slow like a start because it was like. They weren't really doing much when I, like, not that they weren't doing much, but I remember when I started the depot, it was, um, the depot manager at the moment was Carolyn Ho, which mm-hmm. is a great friend of mine, and Gio Acosta, which he was a depot, uh, assistant, and I just went in there, I was like, hey, I'll do whatever, like, mm-hmm. I came in there, I was like, you know, stapling shit, and like, <laughs> I was, I remember, I was like, hey, let me make flyers for you guys, because I was, I've always been interested in graphic design, mm-hmm. um, so they're like, all right, like, if you want to, like, yeah. just basically, they're very, like, Carolyn was very, like, and hesitant to give me work, she did, she, she had interns before, and they wouldn't stick, mm-hmm. and I kind of was like, I just like working, yeah, I like, like to take up my time, <laughs> <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> basically that's what i do is yeah i get into things i'm like i'm gonna make friends this way (laughs) um but yeah it was just it was a slow start it took a while um they were basically just doing like a bunch of open mics and um just like a show here and there but they're Mm -hmm. basically like all like people in their like in the dorms and stuff like it was like actual stable bands or anything 
And um, so we were pushing that Gio was a, a good start to that because he really wanted to push to get other bands and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just got to a point where I was, you know, I was always there. I mm-hmm. literally was always there. And uh, the Deepa manager, she was trying to get me a position mm-hmm. there, Carolyn, and uh, it, they didn't have it in the budget. So she ended up moving departments. Mm-hmm. And then that opened up for me being in that position to get paid there, which yeah. was actually the coolest thing that I think about is getting paid to be able to do something that, that you're interested in yeah so yeah. it really opened up a big door for me just by putting myself out there and just being like okay i'm just gonna and work hard, hard. Yeah. yeah so like what was the biggest transition point from you know like intern to assistant like where did you feel like you kind of owned that position like afterwards like how did you kind of fill those shoes you know like when did you feel like this was like your own project um i think once because me and geo had always talked about like the vision that we wanted and because mm-hmm. we they gave us a set budget and we were like we had these things that were in, that we thought we needed to do and once carolyn had like gone to the other part we kind of mm-hmm. figured out we could do whatever we wanted with that budget mm-hmm. so in that in that sense we started like you know actually trying to push through our ideas and getting bigger bands and figuring out our budget to get like actual bands yeah you know? <laughs> like it was it was kind of cool to like be able to do that and like reach out the scariest mm-hmm. thing was reaching out in an email to learning how to do that (laughs) that is terrifying i remember being like i would read my emails like 10 20 times and be like is everything right does it have the right tone i don't want like this agent or this person to think i'm weird like because i'm asking them to play so i felt really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. also the biggest thing was like i never knew how much to pay yeah a band i think that was like one of the struggles when i first started like yeah like how am i overpaying underpaying like Mm -hmm. i never wanted to do either so I think those things are like the hardest part when I start experience. Yeah. So, um, what was like the like when was the pinnacle point where you're like, oh, we can do this? Like this show shows that like we you know have come up to this point. So in the next uh, block of music, Mm -hmm. it would be the Growlers. Mm -hmm. So we out of I don't know we like me and Joe were listening to music all the time and it was Mm -hmm. a lot of it like you know like up and coming and stuff. So. The Growlers were someone that was like, you know, on my radar because I'm from Los Angeles and yeah. I've heard their name. Like I, I, I would frequently go back to L.A. around that time. And I was like, we should get them here. So we just we kind of just reached out and threw them some money and they were into it. Oh, yeah. And we didn't like at no scale we've ever had like we wow. usually our shows would be like 100, 150. That was like a typical mm-hmm. good like bill band with like local yeah. artists. And uh, we bring the Growlers in. No expectation. This was the first time we did it. Mm-hmm. We had about, I would say like 600 people. Yeah, that's where I lost. I got hit in the face and yeah. lost my glasses at that, that show. That was <laughs> one of the craziest shows. That, if you've ever been to the depot, it is a hole. Mm-hmm. A hole in the wall. The stage is tiny. I it's still like don't cor- understand. It's legit in a corner. Yeah, it's like <laughs> basically the house show. You yeah. know, like it's tiny. <laughs> like we make it work. I just remember like having to work this and there were so many people. We had no protocol because we never expected that many people to come. Mm-hmm. And we had people like far out, like mm-hmm. everywhere, like Oh, it was nuts. Like, yeah. I don't even know how I survived that. I remember at one point I was, like, running around. Because I, I usually did the load-in. I would load them in. Mm-hmm. I would do, I would be the presence. I remember, like, there was so much moshing. There's so many people <laughs> that they were, like, kind of falling. Because the stage is, like, basically, like, a foot above the floor. <laughs> I don't even think it's a foot, dude. Maybe, it's like, like, eight inches. Yeah. It's something so super small where, like, you yeah. can easily just... You're, you're basically on, on the stage, stage if you're <laughs> up front. Like, you're on stage with them. So I remember, like... There's so many people and they kept falling over because everybody was mm-hmm. having such a good time and dancing. <laughs> and I remember I had to get two of my tech people and we were in the front, mm-hmm. ba- basically barricading <laughs> the people from the gear because it kept breaking their gear while they were playing. And I just remember just like sweating and holding back all these like young kids like yeah. from breaking this stuff. But it was cool though because they were just like, whoa, like, like that's so tight. Like, thank <laughs> you so much for doing that. I'm like, you're welcome i don't know i just figured that's something you're supposed to do like cool so i think that was like where i realized we could do really cool mm-hmm. stuff but we had to figure out a way to, to do, do it, it properly <laughs> um and i think that really started off the cycle of the depot and bringing mm-hmm. in like lo- like good band like bigger bands that are like touring and like up and coming and stuff yeah so. All right, cool. Well, let's take a little bit of a musical break. Yeah. Um, we're going to be playing The Growlers, um, one of our songs, our favorite songs from them. Um, and then we'll be back and asking Stephanie kind of like her day to day and how she, you know, does her job now and kind yeah. of how things, you know, get sorted out in the music business. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. This is How'd You Get Into That 
I'm Lizzie Sleishman, and this is Stephanie Escoto from Z Chapel. 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 Hang on for the ride. I think I feel a change of time. Just in
We're back on how'd you get into that? We're back. Um, so we just played "Someday" by the Growlers, and then we played "My Kind of Woman" by Mac DeMarco. And Stephanie chose "My Kind of Woman" by Mac DeMarco because that show um, that was another really great Debo show. show. Yeah, th- I think that was probably um, my favorite one out mm-hmm. of all of them. Um, it was right before he like peaked and yeah. did the whole shabam so like i want to ask you about that um sure. so like when you're picking shows like mm-hmm. bands for um the depot yeah um how did you like kind of become up on the curve because i feel like at least when i was working there you yeah. know you you kind of had like an inside scoop because you are just kind of a music consumer yeah which is really good like yeah. you keep up on it um but like stephanie booked mac demarco be like for what like 300 dollars or something like crazy it like, was something something very something low. like low which he was totally cool with yeah, but then was, right after that he like blew up i'm still pretty shocked about how <laughs> that came up because now i'm like dude he wouldn't pay for anything less yeah. i don't think it was three, i can't remember it was or like or a thousand probably a grand something. it was like um, something real small it's that small for like him like yeah and he's also like obviously for schools people mm-hmm. always ask for more money because you know we got it in a lot of budget like there's yeah. no tickets being sold um but i think we just the way that i went about all those things was i was consistently looking at mm-hmm. music websites and listening to the things i was always keeping up with um touring like touring yeah. rosters. what like websites did you like look into oh, like geez, if like was... people are kind of looking into doing booking like yeah. what kind of Oof, process did you go so through so long ago um <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. Well, you know, you do the stereotypical, like, pitchfork, and mm-hmm. then I'd do the, the Bay Bridge always had, like, cool, like, shows that I would always mm-hmm. look at. Because it would promote, like, who was in town with, like, local artists. I yeah. would see, like, um, sometimes I would go through agencies. Like, we started building up a reputation with agencies that mm-hmm. we would hit up. Because sometimes we just book bands because we like them. Yeah. Um, and then you look at their roster, you see who's touring, and mm-hmm. sometimes they'd throw us bands be like hey this one's coming through which was kind of cool yeah. getting that reputation um but yeah I, I i'm trying to think of other ones there's like that gorilla what's that one it's like something with the gorilla someone out there knows oh gorilla like the booking Mo- there's like right? no it was like a, it was like a music thing and they would just like highlight different songs oh and um so they would always no, throw different no songs or about. sometimes i would just see um what ba- i don't know i just check out venues i don't know i did a lot of just th- kind of this like had, random uh, research mm-hmm. yeah whatever came up there's always playlists coming out or talks of people mm-hmm. liking them so that's kind of how i did it was a lot of I, I i do remember now it, do, it was a lot of research i was consistently mm-hmm. looking at what was happening yeah um but at the time i had the you know it's my job to do so mm-hmm. and i had the time and i had the energy as a young <laughs> young yeah. kid and like going to school and stuff yeah yeah and it's funny because, like, I went to school for Becca and, like, I, I just kind of went to school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I went Becca because I thought it was fun. Like, it was just project-based. You do yeah. really cool Becca stuff. is broadcasting for those listeners who oh, don't yeah. know. <laughs> Broadcast Radio electronic and TV. communication arts. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. But I kind of, I did, I did kind of focus during my college years more on building something for the depot because mm-hmm. I cared about it. But to that, like, the Mac DeBarco show was probably my favorite one. It was, yeah. we had, like... 300 400 people in there it was packed yeah it was, people it was, like well we had to turn a bunch of people away yeah we that was the point where we had um actual <laughs> regulations proto- yeah regulations <laughs> were like well we're at capacity i'm sorry yeah <laughs> and um what's capacity at all i know right <laughs> and that was cool it was i think my be- favorite part was we had very low ceilings in the <laughs> depot like they're so low that he mac demarco crowd surfed through that whole crowd but oh basically gosh. his head was like two inches from the fucking ceiling <laughs> but he's still doing this yeah um so silly. yeah he's very he was a very nice guy <laughs> all right so after the depot um stephanie you know had a couple of other odd jobs uh, were you you were interning at zeitgeist booking during the depot correct yeah 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 during my last semester uh, mass, last semester of school i started interning at zeitgeist and artist like, management what is the like most um influential thing you learned from that specific internship and then kind of like why did you decide you didn't really want to get into that kind of work um, I kind of just saw it, like, artist management. 
being an intern there was, it was very small mm-hmm. you know and they weren't really giving me that much to do it was mm-hmm. just kind of a lot of data input they weren't really challenging me or like really i don't know it was i didn't feel like i was a part of it and i yeah. think that kind of took me about and like the um the main guy i don't know like the boss guy like yeah. he didn't really acknowledge i don't know i'm just like you I'm just a, didn't feel like you were part of the yeah community i wasn't and, like, be, like really being incorporated utilized. i was just kind of there and they're like oh can you just like look up these venues or like can mm-hmm. you uh, like organize this tour on a yeah. spreadsheet and i was like i don't want to do this yeah. like i don't want you know and like this isn't like, what i'm here to learn like i wouldn't wouldn't mind doing this if i yeah. was also doing other things it just it just didn't see like it's a very small world and like especially i don't know i thought they were bigger than mm-hmm. than it seemed when i was there because they have big artists they do like death cab mm-hmm. and that and the get down and uh she and him yeah um but I don't know. I just didn't get really much out of it. And I was just kind of there for school credit at mm-hmm. that point. And I just just seeing how stressed out and how much things they had to do. Like mm-hmm. I saw the girl that like got me in there. She was always on her computer getting like 10 million emails and just always stressed out. And it just like I was like looking at it. And I'm like, I'm already You're a like, stressful person. Like if I'm in that position, like I would freak yeah. out. And, and then, yeah. I realized I just wouldn't want to sit in an office all the time. Yeah. Like, that being my life. I just, that's when I realized I don't want to do, like, a 9-to-5 office job. Yeah, totally. And then, um, so you had interns when you were at the depot. I mean, I was your intern, but we also had interns. Yes, I had this one golden one. <laughs> <laughs> when you were in, uh, like, when you had interns, though, like, what did you look for, you know, to lead them instead of, like, you know, because you've been an intern, you've mm-hmm. had interns. Like, what mm-hmm. kind of differentiates people who kind of are successful as opposed to you know kind of people who aren't actually in it um i remember when i was when i had a, i don't know you can attest for this or yeah. not but like i tried to make you involved you know mm-hmm. i'd ask i remember asking like do you know any bands like any friends that you can put on bills or mm-hmm. like what do you want to do or like you know like i kind of want you to feel involved in part of the process yeah um you know obviously then you're going to do like the booking and all that stuff but like i would I would hope I, I hope I was doing that incorporating yeah, you, were, you into you know I mean, being think, part of the team and yeah. doing it because it was the depot was a two-man team like it mm-hmm. was us and then like our like one or two interns basically mm-hmm. one which was basically you and it became because we went through yeah. a lot of a lot of people came in mm-hmm. and thought this job was so cool and easy like yeah. I had we had so many interns like just come and then be like oh this isn't what I thought it was. It was it's not as like glamorous. Yeah. Like people, I had some people kind of try to be interns and just kind of, just for the to reap the benefits of being like, yeah, I work at the depot, uh, and yeah. then just and then that would be like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not even someone that says like, hey, I work at the depot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never say what I do because it's like under a, the radar. Yeah, yeah. It's like just do a good we, job and then just have fun with it. Don't try to like. It just became like a popularity thing to like impress people. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. So that was the thing. It's just I look for interns that like really actually cared more for like the actual like event and the artists and everything instead of it being something they can tell people what they were doing. Totally, totally. And then um, so once you transitioned from the depot, you went to Copenhagen for a little while oh, and yes. honed your craft <laughs> of um, design. So Stephanie also does like amazing graphic designs and like poster designs and things too. So do you want to kind of delve into yeah. How you kind of transitioned into that after the depot? Sure. Um, well, before that, I did go on tour. Oh, did you go on tour before? Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, let's step back. Stephanie went on tour with Cool Goals and tour managed yeah, them. Yeah, so Cool Goals have been my friends for a while. I've seen them, you know, mm-hmm. seen their fiercest shows while they were growing. I became, like, really close friends with them. And I think it was reaching up to right before I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, I was done. I, like, uh, had left the depot and I had summer and I was like, hey, like, do you guys need someone to go on tour with you? Like, I'm organized. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Which oh, fuck yeah. really lack a lot of yeah. the time, I feel like. And not necessarily the cool ghouls, but yeah. just like, because they're busy yeah, doing they're their bus- art. they're doing their art. They're artists. Hey, it's all yeah. good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so they need um, an organizational human um, and And I, I really wanted to, like, you know, I thought I've always fantasized and, like, idolized wanting to be a musician myself. So mm-hmm. that's also something that I, like, got into is because I'm like, I wish I could play music. I yeah. wish, but I just, I could, but I just don't have the commitment to actually yeah. do it right now or have ever. Yeah. So my whole thing was like, well, then I'm just going to do the other side yeah. and I'll still be part of it. So I remember it. So, but touring was the biggest thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you get to tour. You get to go around to different cities, different mm-hmm. countries, do all this thing. And so I just kind of like, you know, out of a whim was like, hey, can I come with you guys? Like, and they're like, oh, yeah, duh. 
<laughs> and so I went and it was like two weeks before like two it was two weeks and it was so fun and mm-hmm. they're like oh like stuff you're like it's so great that you're here and I think I kind of like balanced about being like a female there mm-hmm. too and I'm super chill. <laughs> She's chill. Um, so going on tour was awesome. And it just like, it was, I, I like experience. I like was trying to test the waters and what I wanted to do. I mm-hmm. didn't know if like I wanted to do booking or I want to do artist management. And yeah. I think touring was another thing that like was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the whole touring thing was awesome. So I did two weeks and they're like, yeah, like you got to come every time. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like I'm leaving for six months, but when are we going again? And they were going on a U.S. tour for a whole month in march and, and that's I was, when you came back and right? literally i was like okay i'm coming back by that time so <laughs> and so then that transition i went into i went to copenhagen um to do interactive design which mm-hmm. is something i'd always been really interested in but i just i didn't really take college that serious because i was doing the depot so i was yeah. like and at that point i had done everything i could for the depot where it was like set and i was like mm-hmm. gr- like uh, like i'm like I'm okay i need to move on mm-hmm. um so i went and then yeah i really figured out how much design is something that I've always wanted to do and want to pursue mm-hmm. in a, like a more serious way seeing the way that the, the the Danish people and the people in my classroom could do that and actually make a career of that mm-hmm. was uh, super inspiring to me so that's something that's still like f- the fire that I'm uh driven with right now yeah what about um so on tour let me just like mm-hmm. backtrack on that what was like the hardest part about tour like was it kind of keeping up with the organization part or like what exactly like the, what, the hardest you... part about tour is finding decent sleep oh, <laughs> so horrible especially for and it's finding um me time you know you're yeah. you're you're with these people like consistently mm-hmm. and um you it, i spent like a good time so like after um my copenhagen trip my stay i finished school so i took a one month uh, euro trip with mm-hmm. two of my friends and then i got back and two days later i took a month long uh u.s tour with the boys yeah, so you're just like mm, going, and i just going. remember being like yeah this is i, I think i'm still digesting it was like two <laughs> months of my life but it was it was a really great experience to like be able to like travel and like mm-hmm. do that stuff and know that not everything needs to be work yeah i feel like before that before i went to copenhagen my life was dedicated to the depot and creating something and mm-hmm. being this and building something and never took the time to listen to what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Copenhagen really did that for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, the hardest thing about tour was decent sleep. I only you know and I had done organizational things. So it was pretty easy to, you know, keep everything on yeah. track, keep the money. I'm very responsible. <laughs> I can do tour. So yeah. and it, it was fun. It was really cool to be able to say that I've been to all these places with totally. these guys that I love. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and transition a little bit. We'll talk more about Copenhagen and um, the chapel when mm-hmm. we come back. Okay. Um, but we're going to be playing Grace by the Kugels, which honestly is my favorite Kugels song. Mine too, and I'm they don't play it enough. Lie. If you're listening, play it more. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, so yeah, you're listening to How'd You Get Into That with Stephanie Escoto of the General Manager Chapel, Babe Angel, um, <laughs> and other things. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys are having a great Friday.
following the pathways of your heart It's not your fault for being brave and seeking other stars But I can't help the way you made me feel that day Oh, you tired Girls that feel tired We are back here at How'd You Get Into That? We are in the studio with Stephanie Escoto. Hello. She has been giving us insight on how to get into the music business event world. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently, um, you are doing, of uh, sorry, general managing. Or house, managing. house managing. House managing, production manager at the chapel. Yes, thank you. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to this say words anymore. Yes. Um, but anyways, how'd you, so how'd you get into that? So you started out at the chapel as security, right? Yeah, so um, it's like I said before, I went on tour mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I really liked tour. I came back from Copenhagen being like really, I came back, I was out of school, mm-hmm. I didn't have a job, I didn't know what I wanted to do because after being traveling and doing all that stuff, I like, I wanted to do more like design stuff. Mm-hmm. I was super in a in a bind and i was fucking broke let me tell you so broke (laughs) um so i came back and um i was trying to figure out what to do i went to la for a couple months stay with my family and i was like i don't know i had no idea what i was doing Mm -hmm. no clue what i wanted to do so i came back and um chill my (laughs) fellow cohort uh and you (laughs) both worked at the chapel and i was like well that venue was like i remember leaving and i was like that venue is really cool like i went to a couple shows and it was like new so i was like all right and i was like could i like jill's like yeah come work security i was like security like all right like fuck it i can Mm -hmm. do security i can do anything you know like i just need a job i forgot you worked at great american too oh yeah and then um, weird oh yeah i did work i I did cocktailing at great american (laughs) before i went to copenhagen i've been everywhere um that was the same time i was doing the the zeitgeist yeah and so i came back and i started working security and i started doing instacart for a little because i just Mm -hmm. needed money and i was just trying to buy some time to figure out what i was doing yeah and I did that for a little bit, and then I started walking dogs. I was doing security. I really liked the chapel, but mm-hmm. during security, like, you didn't get enough shifts. Yeah. And it was, like, a really weird time because I was, like, you know, people were, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, and I, luckily I was still going on tour, so I still would be, like, yeah. I'm going on tour in, like, a couple of months. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about me. Uh, which we did have a couple cool tours. We went uh, during that time while I was doing that. I went the ghouls toured with Lelou's mm-hmm. and then uh two months later they went on tour with Shannon Clams is why mm-hmm. I play, play that song um for a month yeah and that was awesome so those were like some things that were still keeping me in the music world and doing security mm-hmm. but I wasn't really doing anything to, you weren't like, like super intensive about it you yeah were kind of I was not... doing like I was working like three jobs I had no idea what I was doing and I did that for a while until I think that I worked at the chapel I started July 
mm-hmm. of 2015. And then around um, March of 2016, they promoted me to head of security because mm-hmm. of, you know, I they just, they saw some potential. They're yeah. like, she's a good worker. And I was like, all right, like, that's cool. Um, and I still wasn't getting my, like, fix. And I ended up started, uh, I've started interning at the Bay Bridge because my friend mm-hmm. Victor Valet, which is a, f- a phenomenal guy. He's a hard hey, worker. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I, I, like, met up with him because I was struggling. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And he was doing such great stuff. And he was like, yeah, like, come, come, like, come intern. It's, it'll mm-hmm. be cool. So I started interning there. And I was doing, like, a help with, like, Phono Soul last year. And Yeah. Like, so just, do you, you think, know, like, things like that are, like, important? Like, do you think, like, kind of putting yourself out there to figure out what you want to do is important? Yeah, I, I, I think it is. And it, you also get to realize what you want to do, mm-hmm. what you're good at, and what you don't want to do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've done it all. Now. At this point, I've probably done it all. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, like, that was cool. And then I think I was doing security. I was, in this funny part is, like, before I got a chapel mm-hmm. uh, house manager, I almost quit the chapel because I was just oh, really? like, I was so fed up with working so many jobs and mm-hmm. not getting anywhere, not being satisfied by anything um, that I was so close to quitting and just like getting a, like a, like a coffee job mm-hmm. or like doing something and just be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to figure something else out. Yeah. But in some fluke, I got at the same time, which was so funny, I got this my BFF show yeah. at the same time. And then I got the house managing, like I was like starting off like as a kind of, uh, uh, me and this other guy were like splitting shifts and mm-hmm. they'll give me some shifts here and there and um and it kind of just took off from there and I was doing the Bay Bridge and then now like I finally it's been about seven months mm-hmm. months that I've been doing it and yeah. I, I'm, I'm finally like really like I'm I don't know I feel like I'm in a good place yeah well can you um so house managing is obviously like really important because you're the base of the venue basically you are in charge of the crowd you're in charge of the band you're in charge of our staff so like what's the most challenging thing that if someone is kind of like looking to do house managing like what do you think that they need to know before they like kind of delve in um being able to multitask and being flexible i Mm -hmm. think is the biggest thing and then try knowing that there's always a solution yeah um because i think a lot of people get a little flustered could get flustered at the fact that nothing is ever going to turn out the way you want it mm-hmm. bands won't come on time um <laughs> never no <laughs> it's never well, like happen. sound checks are going to go over because they want they have a particular they want a p- particular thing mm-hmm. sometimes people can't come in and you have to come for them like in your staff like there's always something that's going to happen and it's knowing to be on your feet the whole time mm-hmm. making sure you're covering all your grounds and you're, you you understand what y- the room is and everything mm-hmm. that you're doing. So it's really being able to be flexible with everything because there's always something that's going to happen. I have to deal with, like, if there's an incident with the customer or mm-hmm. something. Like, that. I'm the person that I have to, has to sol- like, solve that solution. So yeah. What's being... your least favorite part about it? <laughs> my least favorite <laughs> part? i cut you off. Uh, at the chapel, my least favorite part is playing Parking God. Oh, um, we have a parking <laughs> lot. And so basically... We have two spots right in front, right in front of the venue that are allotted to us after six p.m. Mm-hmm. Loading is either at four thirty or five, so <laughs> I'm a, I get into work. I, I set up the green room. I make mm-hmm. it nice and pretty. I'm like, hey baby, this is your room. <laughs> but at the same time, I have to I have to get a parking spot for them. So I have to like wait around for the spot to open up so I can cone it off. Yeah. And like and then I'm like, here's your spot. <laughs> and um, it just sucks because I'm I'm doing like ten million things at one time. Mm-hmm. And I have it's basically I have like this calculation of everything I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, do this. What time is it? Okay, parking spot. There might be open. And like I'm like running yeah. around just to make sure that everything's ready by the time the band gets there Mm -hmm. so and sometimes in our lot a lot of our a lot of the people just park in there and block people off the owner needs a spot and i yeah he will raise hell if the spot's not for him (laughs) so there's like a lot like i think i think that's like after because everything else i've dealt with for so long Mm -hmm. like bands and riders and like settlement and all that stuff that's all like stuff i can do in my sleep but yeah playing this parking god (laughs) while i'm just like trying to run a show and make sure my staff is okay i'm like yes let me play parking god for you thank you very much i love this part of my job what's your yeah what's your most favorite part then um the band Mm -hmm. yeah like no like i think it's um Dealing with the band and the staff. I really mm-hmm. do love my staff. Yeah. Like you. Oh, <laughs> my security <laughs> team's awesome. That You know, I started from security, so it's really awesome to, like, you know, like, be friends with them and mm-hmm. they respect me and, like, 
just being in an environment where I can like you know try to make sure everybody's having a good time in their working environment yeah because I think it's important that you started from like a position and then moved up because yeah. you know that position yeah. now and, and it's not like you're like oh I'm above all these people it's like I, oh no I was you yeah. and now I'm here and, I've, and even then, if I wasn't, I would never be like that. Well, yeah, because you're a nice, decent human um, being. But yeah, it's like everybody's here to work. Everybody's doing a service. And like if I have the time, I'll come grab you a coffee. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm trying to make sure that everybody's having a good time because I think that's good for morale. And then, you know, I get to meet really cool bands. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they're really nice. And they really like being at the chapel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're doing something really special. Like we're not big, but we can do big things. Yeah. With residencies and like, you know, we're... The, the fun special Brit stuff. and Fred are really awesome. Brit's a booker. Fred's a general manager. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate their mentality and what they're doing. So totally. That's my favorite part. Yay. And we have a couple of songs that, you know, kind of resonate with you on a yeah. chapel level. Sure. Um, uh, you want to talk about them a little sure. bit? Sure. The first one is, which one did I put first? Uh, Diane Coffee. So Diane Coffee, I put in there because I, I truly, truly love this human. Um, he was, I wanted to do a show, my last Depot show, <laughs> I wanted to be Diane Coffee like so bad. I was like, I'm going to leave. I love this guy like I want it and it just didn't plan through we got white fans and it, instead Ugh. worst fans yeah, just kidding they're, <laughs> just kidding. they're awesome <laughs> I love Tim Presley um but it was really cool because once I started doing house managing two months later the Diane Coffee was coming <laughs> through and I was like oh my god like this is like a full circle for me like yeah. leaving the depot going through a year of like struggling and figuring out what I'm doing working mm-hmm. three jobs and crying (laughs) i'm like working at a really cool venue people respect me and i get to work with a band that i wanted to for so long yeah so that was a really cool one and then i put the other one i put was luna luna just happened um last weekend and it was a three-day residencies and i think throughout the seven eight months that i've been doing house managing i think i finally got into the point where i'm very comfortable i'm at Mm -hmm. at, i feel like everybody's gotten a good understanding of how i work yeah and and, um i i I really i really i work really hard like i'm and i'm i'm very like you know very humble i don't like to talk about it but i do i do bust my fucking ass every night when i'm at the chapel because i can attest to that (laughs) there's so many people there and i want to make sure that everything's good like i'm not someone that lounges about um i was there when other house managers were there and they were like missing or drinking or doing dumb stuff and i'm just like people look up to you people are looking at you for the guidance Guidance, yeah and if you're doing your job right they're gonna do their job right yeah and you know i i'm just gonna kind of toot your horn you're literally like so together like if you guys ever have a chance to work with stephanie you should (laughs) because she just cares about you and like you know does a really good job at being on top of things and that's really inspiring especially like being a woman in this industry like we can touch on that another time but it's difficult and she does a great job and you know it is difficult in a man's world (laughs) yeah um so we're gonna be playing diane coffee right now we'll we'll bring we'll be back to end off the show but this is how do you get into that with miss stephanie escoto and it is friday so tgif tgif
All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to How'd You Get Into That. Today, we were graced with the presence of Miss Stephanie Escoto. Thank you so much, Lizzie. I had a great time talking about me. I love me. Yeah, I'm so fun. I love you, too. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, Stephanie, like we were saying a little bit earlier, she does graphic design posters and media art. Yeah, I'm into anything. Uh, if you need anything, hit me up. I always like to collab, make stuff. It relaxes me on my days off. Hell yeah, and she just started doing some posters for the chapel. I did. So she, if you saw the Walter TV one, that was her. Yeah, that was a good She one. also just did one for... Mr. Elevator. Thank you. That's coming up on February 8th, and so. I'm going to be doing a lot more and trying to push some more of my art stuff more now. I'm going to invest in me. Yes. So. And she also has a show on BFF called Fools of Love, so she'll probably be posting, you know, any promotional things for her art and for her poster making, you know, through one of those channels. So check that out. Yeah, I'll have a website one day very soon. Yes. Um, thank you guys all for tuning in. Yeah. Um, Thanks, tune in guys. next week. We're going to have Jeff Jacoby Woo, talking about be great. being a teacher. So that'll be yeah, fun. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and I love you all. Thank you again for uh, performing, talking. Yeah. I'm performing. This, this is, is actually not performance. fake. <laughs> She's not a real <laughs> house manager. <laughs> I know. I'm a Just hologram. kidding. She is. Um, oh, God. Okay. I love you guys all. Have a great rest of your day and enjoy the sunshine. Bye. Bye.